So and we just finished the story of Akedas Yitzchak, and now we are going to speak about Yitzchak himself and the life of Yitzchak in this parak, more or less. And then we'll speak about because that speaks about Yaakov and Esav, and then the next parak is going to be a, a little bit about Yitzchak in the beginning, and then Lamed Gimel and Lamed Dalad is going to be a whole arichus about Tchias um, Amesim. And then Lamed Hay goes back to the story from about Yitzchak and then and going to, uh, a little bit more about Yitzchak and about Yaakov, etc. So here we're going to start off with about Yitzchak. First, the manager gives a sort of an introduction to the idea of Yitzchak. This is the introduction to Yitzchak. Six people in Tanakh, their names were given before they were born. The Elohim, and these are the six people. Yitzchak, Yishmael, Umayish Rabbeinu, Ushleimai, Vyoshiyahu, Ushmael Shal Mashiach, Shev Ekodesh Baruch Hu Bimheir Vyameinu. Yitzchak, Yishmael, our master Moses, King Solomon, King Josiah, and the name of Mashiach, that Ekodesh Baruch is going to bring Meretz Hashem speedily and in our days, the name of Mashiach. Those are the six people in Tanakh that their names are given before they were born. And here we said Yitzchak before. Oh, first of all, like this. There's there's somebody in this list who doesn't belong. Yeah. Which person doesn't? Which name doesn't belong in this list? Actually, actually, if you if you really go through it, you can eat almost each one of them. You can come up with a reason why it doesn't belong in the list. But the only one that does. Could be. Wait, you uh, should. So, so I, I, I was thinking some a, a different idea. Or, or really, the Ratas says is that Yishmael, Yishmael doesn't belong in this list because all the other people on the list, all the other people on the list are Sadiqim. Why is Yishmael on the list? That's, the Ratas is bothered by this question. Oh, oh, so, so the Ratal is bothered by this question, and the Ratal says that you have to say that this marriage is going, like Rabbi Felder said, is going Laman to Amar that Yishmol did Tshuva. And that's why Yishmol was Zoycha, that he's put in this list. Well, I'm not saying Tshuva, I'm saying the second Rashi is two Rashi's. First of all, the Tshuva is that it says that he covered it, he took Yishmol Benoit. Yeah. The second Rashi is much stricter than that. It says that he came the natural tzaddik. They but became a tzaddik, yeah. After they, it's not a tzaddik. Here it says that he became a tzaddik. It says that he died from Kweli and Me'ayim. Ah. I stick to them. Like, what's, what's the point in, in naming tzaddikim? Just that the message she said, Nekrao, Dishmoza, and Ashram, and Aladu. It doesn't say tzaddikim. You're right. It doesn't say tzaddikim, but, but for the rest of the list are tzaddikim. Uh, but w- w- with this idea, we're also going to be able to answer another thing. So that's a. Maybe but just, it'll find like a, a group that like, just stick together. Like, yeah. Like, like if you saw Yitzhak Yishmael, Misha, yeah. they were hanging out on the street together. Yeah. <laughs> What's that guy doing? I'm so narrow standing by. It's just my car. I'll go put him. So the Radal says, you have to say, you can say that our goes like the Mandamar, the Yitzhak, the Tshuva, or Rabbi Feller saying that there's another Mandamar, the Yitzhak was at Sadiq, so that's why he's mentioned over here. Now, the Marzu makes another point. The Marzu says that in the Yalkut Shemaini, so in the Yalkut Shemaini, it, it, it gives this list in a different order, slightly different order. It gives this list in chronological order. Now, in chronological order, Yishmoel is mentioned before Yitzchak. Yeah? Over here, Yitzchak is mentioned before Yishmoel. 
So why, why, is it, why did the Medrash Dafka change it to put Yitzchak before Yishmael instead of Yishmael before Yitzchak? Now if you learn like what the Radal is saying, that, you, you shmo, that we're going like the Mandar and Yishmael did Shuvah, so now it makes a lot of sense. Because how do we know Yishmael did Shuvah? Because the Pasuk says, like Rabbi Folder mentioned, it says that Yitzchak and Yishmael buried Avram Avinu. So from the fact that it says Yitzchak before Yishmael, that tells us that Yishmael did Shuvah. So the, the same Jerush that tells us that Yishmael did Shuvah, we're going to mention Yitzchak before Yishmael to allude that Yishmael did Shuvah, and that's why he deserves to be mentioned in our list. That's one Nukudah. Now that, that's another Kasha. In Sefer Yeshaya in Perik Memdalin. Yeshaya talks about, actually, yeah. In Sefer Yeshaya Perik Memdalin and Perik Memhei, Yeshaya talks about Hashem has a new savior who's going to come and he's going to, he is going to destroy Bavel. Because you know, he speaks about that Bavel is going to destroy Klai Yisrael, but then he prophesizes about the savior who's going to destroy Bavel. Who is the savior that's going to destroy Bavel? His name is Kirish. Kirish, Mishiach Kirish. He's the Mashiach of Hashem. He's the anointed one of Hashem. Kirish, the king of Persia. Or, yeah, Kirish is the king of Persia. He's going to come and destroy uh, He's the Mashiach of Hashem. Yeshaya talks about this. Now as the Radah makes a cheshbin, Yeshaya lived quite many years before Kurish could have been born. And he makes a whole cheshbin that it has to be that, that Yeshaya lived before Kurish was born. So, so it means that obviously Yeshaya had a prophetic vision of Kurish's existence. And in his nevuah, he said his name, Kurish. So how can the name Kurish is not mentioned in our list of six people whose names were given before they were born? That's Radal's kasha. His parents didn't know of Yeshaya's Nebuah? I don't know. Or did they dump the name of Korish because they wanted him to destroy Babel? I don't know. What's, oh, what's the name of the word Nikro? What? Nikro? By whom? Um. Maybe you can exclude the Nabi. Nabi? No, the Nabi. Why? Why is it? All, all of them, almost all of them are going to be through Nevi'im. Through or, or through Nevu'ah, let's say. So, so the Radal answers like this. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that Kurish was a good king, but then he was Hichmitz. He went off the derech. Right. So, so you, you, Kurish had the potential to be a very hush of a person. That he was going to be, Hashem was going to send him to be like the king of all the goyim in the world, and he's going to build the base of Migdash, and, and, and the Gula is going to happen through Kurish. And what? And, and, and it was really going to happen through Kurish in, 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 some, in, in a lot of ways. What happened was Kurish started building the base of Migdash, and then they said Lashon Har about the Jews and everything, and he stopped it. Right? So then Kurish, then, you know, then he went off the derech, and then he, he, he was persecuting people or whatever, and then he, was, he, he lost that special status. So he originally had it, and he lost it. But the point is that the Kurish went off the derech, he wasn't a tzaddik. So the Ratal says, that's why the Medrash doesn't mention Kurish, because he doesn't belong in our list. Our list is only talking about tzaddik. Kurish doesn't belong here. Yishmael belongs here because at the end of the day he did tshuva, so, he's, so we, call, we call him a tzaddik. But Kurish started off as a tzaddik and then he went off and became not a tzaddik, so in the end he's not a tzaddik, so we don't list him. Fine. Let's go back there. Yitzchok Minayim. We'll go through all, we're going to go through all six. Yitzchok Minayim. Where do we know that Yitzchok was called before he was born? Shnema ve'karosa es shema Yitzchok. 
and you shall call his name Yitzchak. It was a nevuah before Yitzchak was born. Hashem told Avram Avinu, "You're going to call his name Yitzchak." Why did why why is his why is this kid's name Yitzchak? Why did Hashem tell him that's the name of this kid? Right? So you Pasha Pshat, you would have thought that the name Yitzchak is because it says that Avram Avinu laughed or Sarah laughed when they were told that he's going to be born. So the Yitzchak is an allusion to that laughing of Tzchok Tzachakli. Right? So laughing. So why? What's the what's the manager's shallow? Why is he called Yitzchak? It's called Yitzchak because Lashon Tzchok. So Radal says because Lashon of Yitzchak is Lashon Asid. It has a yud in the beginning of the word. It means he will laugh. Yitzchak. Well, why is it Lashon Asid? We're talking about something that happened in the past before he was born that they laughed. So it can't be just an allusion to the fact that Avram and Sarah laughed when they heard that he was going to be born. It must be an allusion to something else. So what's it an allusion to? As a medish, we're going to take the letters of the name Yitzchak and say that the, each letter represents a number that has to do with Yitzchak. Yud, Asar Nisayin Shashnasa Avram Avinu. Yud is the te- refers to the te- which has a numerical value of ten, alludes to the ten tests of Avram Avinu. What's that It's a good Shiloh. What does that have to do with Yitzhak? It seems like it has to do with something with Avram. So if we learn like the Bishlame Kluger that we spoke about in the beginning of the last parak of Parak Laman Aleph, that we said that Asar Yusuf Shesnasim Avram Avinu Vo'amad B'Kulam means that he was only able to have descendants through the ten tests. Right? That's what Rosh Kluger said. So then we could say why the ten tests has to do with Yitzhak. Because without the ten tests there wouldn't have been a Yitzhak. Even though we said at that point that, that it's a shtikl doichik and there's a lot of kashas on his vart, but if we learn like that vart, then, then this makes a little bit more sense. But you're right, it's a good question. Tzadik is, has a numerical value of 90. Tishim shana shayis was menu bas tishim. It alludes to the 90 years because sari menu was 90 years old when Yitzhak was born. Ches, the shmenes yomem shinimel. The ches has a numerical value of 8. Which is an allusion to the fact that when Yitzchak was eight days old, he had a prismila. Kuf, which has an American value of a hundred. Meshana shayil Avram Avinu. Alludes to the hundred years that Avram Avinu was hundred years old when Yitzchak was born. Shinamar, as it says in the Pesach, Avraham ben Ma'as Shana. Avraham was a hundred years old when Yitzchak was born. Fine. That's the first name, Yitzchak. Yishmoel Menayin. How do we know the name Yishmoel was given before he was born? Shneamar. It says in the pasuk, "V'karasa as v'karas Shema Yishmoel," and you shall call his name Yishmoel. Right? When Hagar ran, Hagar, the pregnant Hagar ran away to the wilderness, and she was uh, bumped into the Malach over there. So the Malach said, "No, don't worry. Go back. You're gonna have a kid, and you're gonna call his name Yishmoel." That's Lashon the Pasuk, because Hashem has heard your affliction. But the Shaila is, what the Pasuk says, he's, okay, well, imagine you ask, why is he called Yishmael? So the Shaila is, what do you mean, why is he called Yishmael? The Pasuk says, Hashem, Hashem, listen to your affliction. Right? So the Baisagola answers, no, no, no. The Malach told Hagar, you're going to call his name Yishmael. Right? But who actually called his name Yishmael? Uh, Avram Avinu gave the name Yishmael. Hagar prophetically knew that the, the name was going to be Yishmael. But who's the one that gave the name? Avram. Hagar had no say in the matter. She's just a slave. She doesn't get to name the kid. Avram named the kid. 
So the Shaila is, why, why did Hashem let Avram Avinu name the kid? Hagar is going to call her, call him Yishma because Kisham Hashem Hashem listened to your affliction. But why is Avram Avinu calling him Yishma? That's one point. The other point that Radal says, that was the Baisagal's point. The Radal says the point that Yishmael is the same, is the same problem. Yishmael sounds like it's in the future tense. Hashem, Hashem will listen. So it's re- referring to something that will happen, not something that did happen. So what's it referring to? Says the Medrash, who is destined to listen to the voice of the crying out of the nation. Because of the things that the, the descendants of Yishmael are going to do in Eretz Yisrael in the end of days, which is going to cause the Jews to cry out to Hashem. So it's an illusion that Hashem is going to listen to us for that. And what we spoke about in the end of Parakh uh, Lamed, about all the, the 15 things that B'nai Yishmael are going to do in Eretz Yisrael, we spoke about that then. So Kali Yisrael is going to react negatively to that, they're going to cry out to Hashem, and Hashem is going to hear it. All this is marumas in the name Yishmael. Which Yalkum according to Pippi Delia the 15 things? The, no, it mentions about the, the Bnei Shmuel is going to cry out to Hashem because of the things which Yishmuel are going to do. No, but we don't find that the name Yaakov was given before he was born. Ah, yeah, that, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, that's Moishe Minayin. Where do we not see the name Moishe? It was called before he was born. Moshe Rabbeinu was 120 years old when he died. And the Pasuk says, when Hashem decided that he had, you know, and creating the world, Bishagam Basar, and Bishagam is Gemashia 120, so that's an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu. Exactly how that works, I don't want to get into that right now. It's Gemara and Chulin. Gemara and Chulin and Kuflam, it has a famous Gemara. So first, Gemara says, uh, you know, Esther Minotari Minayin. How do you know Esther Minotari says, Haster Aster? Haman Minotari Minayin. Because there's the Pasuk, Hamina Eitz, Hashem, Ramar, Lechaltam, Lechaltam. Or something like I don't remember the Lash and the Pasuk. And the Gemara says, Meshe Minotari Minayin says, Bashagamu Basar. Mordechai Minotari Minayin, because it says, more drawer, which was in this week's parsha, right? and, and the tagline says Miradachia, different things, different names that, that the, the Gemara felt a need to find the remez to those names in, in the Torah. But here the Pirkei Debra is saying that the remez that the, that the Gemara said from Moshe Rabbeinu was from Parshas Bereshis, which is before he was born. So you see that there's a remez to Moshe Rabbeinu from before he was born. Actually, Bishagam is, um, is, I'm sorry, I said Bishagam is Gematria 120. What I meant to say is Bishagam is, is Gematria Moshe. That's what I meant to say. There you go. Shlomo Minayin, how do we know about Shlomo? His name was given before he was born. Shlomo Hine, Venoil, Loch, Vugoymer, Kishlomo Yi Ashmoy. Hashem Shlomo, Bishlomo, Shekin, Etain, Al Yusob Yamal. When Dovid originally had relations with Bathsheba, so they had a kid, and the kid was born, and it died young. 
I died like mamish an infant within a few days. Right? And the Navi came to 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 David Malach and said, "Don't worry, you stay, you'll stay married to her, and you're going to have another son, and his name is going to be Shlomo." And and why is he called Shlomo? Because Shalom Meshaken Eitan Yisrael Biyavav, peace and quiet. I'm going to peace and tranquility. I'm going to give to the Jews his days. So that's Shlomo. Yeshiyahu Minayin, King Josiah. Where we see that his name was given before he was born. Shneimah says in the pasuk, "He nevein noila the veis David." Behold, there's going to be a son born to the family of, to the house of David, and his name is going to be Yeshiyahu. What's the story over there? Every fellow is getting excited because this is his favorite story in Tanakh. Right? The story over there is right after the, the split, not long after the split between Malchus Yisrael and Malchus Yehuda. Right? So after Shlomo Melech died, so his son Rechavam took over. And he was being a little bit, he was talking a little bit too tough. And basically the Jews of the ten tribes decided to rebel. And they're going to, with the advice of Achia Hashilani, the, the Navi Achia Hashilani, they, they coronated uh, Yeravah bin Avat to be their king of King Machos Yisrael. Now not, not long afterwards, Yeravah bin Avat, he got paranoid. And he decided, you know, if, if I let the Jews go to Yerushalayim for, for, for Yantav, for Gimel Regolim, so then they're going to start having Shaykhahs to Machos Yehuda, Machos Beislevin. And he didn't want that. He thought there were competition. So he decided, you know, I'm going to make up my own Yavim Tevim, and we're going to make a whole celebration over here. So the Pasuk says in the Sefer Malachim, that in the beginning of Malachim Aleph, that basically what he did was, Yavim bin Avad made up his own fake fake sukkis, and he 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 he, he, he had these two calves, one at dawn, one at Basel, and they were, he had people be makrev at those calves instead of going to the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim. So the pasuk says that it was on his fake sukkis. He was at one of his big mizbachos, and he was getting ready to be makrev to bring a carbon to, to 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 his big calf. And what happens? It is like one of the most dramatic stories over there in Tanakh. What happens? In comes the Navi. Idoi Hanavi. One of the Navim. Idoi. The Apostle doesn't say his name, but for whatever reason, the Apostle doesn't say his name. The Idoi Hanavi comes in. He calls upon the Mizbech in the words of Hashem. And he says, Mizbech, Mizbech. Oh, altar, altar. He's like talking to the Mizbech. This is what Hashem said. David. A son will be born to the house of David, Yeshiyahu Shmai. His name is going to be Yeshiyahu. Vizavach Alacha Eskoyane Habomay Samaktiri Malacha, and he's going to slaughter upon you the the priests of the Bamais that are bringing Karbanas upon you. Vaatvas Adam Yisrefu Alacha, and the bones of people are going to be burnt upon you, O Mr. Altar. And then, you know, the king, Yoram bin Avad, he gets all, all upset. And he's about to say, like, okay, y'all, get rid of this guy. And he's like, he like, sticks out his hand. And, like, his hand's, like, frozen. And he couldn't move his hand anymore. Right? And then he asks Novi to, like, dive into Hashem and heal him and whatever. But that, that's the end of the story. I mean, that's not really the end of the story. Then he goes home and he ends up getting, getting, getting killed and stuff. But the point is that, that the, that's the story with the Novi. So the Novi... The Navi Idoi prophesizes about Yeshiyahu HaMelech, the Melech of Yehuda, who's going to be 300 years after Yerovah ben Avad. So he prophesizes 300 years before Yeshiyahu was born, that Yeshiyahu HaMelech is going to make religious reforms and roll back all these, these types of Zaras that Yerovah ben Avad and other people had introduced to Kali Yisrael. He's going to fight against it and try to clean up Kali Yisrael. Who is... I don't know. 
look, each Hasso, how could each guy in Malchus based on it didn't Dafka name his son Yoshiahu, so he'll be the one that's going to do it? Maybe he did. Maybe Yoshiahu was like, you know, maybe he was like Nipsey Yoshiahu's before, and each one was hoping that it would be their little Yoshiahu. Maybe. I don't know. Perk, we spoke about this in Perk Yud Zion. Um, you know, the sort of the tragic end of Yoshiahu, more or less. That he tried to do his he'd clean up Kalius or whatever, and what happened was he tried to get rid of all the Vedasaras, and he thought, oh, remember that? You remember that? <laughs> he thought that he cleaned up all all the Vedasaras and Kalius. But what happened? What he did was he even had what he even what he even did was he set up inspectors. <coughs> the inspectors would go to everyone's house and make sure they don't have a Vedasara. Yeah. So what did people do? What they did was like this: they had you know half on the Vedasara over here. I have an Avedazar over here, right? So when the inspectors come into the house, you open the door, and then the uh, inspector comes in. I, I don't see any Avedazar, right? Then he walks out, closes the door, oh, here's my Avedazar! Right? But Yoshiel was sort of naive, and he didn't realize that the Jews were still worshipping Avedazar. He thought that he cleaned it up, and they were on such a high darga. So what happens? He gets a letter from Paranachoi, right, the king of Egypt, Paranachai says, well, major superpower at the time, says, Mr. Yoshio, I want to go and fight my enemy, the other superpower of the time, the king of Bava. And I want to, you know, in order to go from Egypt to Babylon, you'd have to sort of travel through Eretz So king of Egypt says to him, you know, I want to travel through Eretz to get to Babylon and go fight them. So Yoshio Amalek says, let me think about it. One second. Says the Pasuk... By the brachos in Parshas B'chukaisai, it says, A sword will not pass, will not pass through your land. Right? So Yeshua says, wait a second, the Pasuk says, uh, when Kalisa is doing the right thing, a sword will not pass through our land. So how can we let Paranachai pass through our land to go fight the king of Bava? When Kalisa is on a high darga, we shouldn't let that happen. So the, the Navi Yirmiyahu, I believe it was, was Yirmiyahu? I think it was Yirmiyahu. He comes to him and says, Yoshio, you're making, you're, you're, you're making a bad cheshman. You're making a bad calculation. Because the Jews aren't as, as good as you think they are. You thought you cleaned it up, but really they're, they're, they're clandestinely still worshipping Avedazara. So just let, let Parav go through Eretz Yisrael. Don't, don't fight him. Don't, don't, don't make any problems. And Yoshio says, no, we're good, we're doing good. Everyone's good. I got rid of Avedazara. Can't let the sword go through us. So he says the letter back to Paranachai. No, I don't give you permission to come to my land. So of course Paranachai, world superpower, says, you don't give me permission, I'll do it anyways. So he goes, and then there's a whole battle. And Yeshiahu is fighting at the battle. Yeshiahu himself, the king himself, is fighting at the battle. And he gets mortally wounded. And Yirmiyahu and Navi is, is also at the battle with him. And as Yeshiahu is dying, his final words are immortalized. In Sefer Echa, Tzadik Hu Hashem Kifiu Morisi. Hashem is righteous because I uh, I contradicted His words. I didn't listen to Hashem. Really, I shouldn't. You're, you're right, you're me. Oh, I shouldn't have let this happen. So that's the tragic tragic end of, of Yeshiahu. And then everything went downhill from there, and that, the the basement was destroyed. But the point is that the name of Yeshiahu was given 300 years before he was born. Why is his name given as Yeshio? Why, why, why is that his name? Because Yeshio was accepted by Hashem like a shy, like a present on the Mizbeach. 
Yo'ei shai hu lefanecha. He is Yo'ei. He's a nice shai hu lefanecha. He's a nice present for Hashem. Yoshio was a nice. His name means that he's a nice present for Hashem. And like, and as the Rizal says, he was talking a good. The fact that he did, you know, he he was a tzaddik and he tried to do the right thing all the way to the day that he died. Right, he was he was a present for Hashem, and the Radar explains that but his death, Hashem looked at it as if it was, as if it was a korban. He had a lot of yisurim. The, the the pasuk says that when they when they found him, when the Egyptians found Yeshua Melech, so they they you know, they pelted him with arrows, and his body became like a sieve. He had like hundreds of holes and he like I guess he bled to death or something like that I don't know exactly but that, that's the, the demise of Yeshua Amalek and we spoke about in Parakeet Zion that, that they made a Takana that we're supposed to remember Yeshua Amalek that every time you give a Hespid you're supposed to mention Yeshua that's why on Tisha B'Av we talk about one of the Kinos has to do Dafka with Yeshua by Yekin and Yemiyo al Yeshua etc. and the last one Melech HaMashiach Minayin how do we know about Melech HaMashiach that his name was given before he was born. Shinayamar, as it says in the Pesach, Lifnei Shemesh, Yunayin Shemai. Before the Shemesh, before the sun, Yunayin Shemai. His name is Yunayin. So, and we spoke about in, at other points that there's different shitas on what the name of Mashiach is. But over here, the Medrash is going like the opinion that the name of Mashiach is Yunayin. There's such an opinion in the Gemara. It's Rabbi Yanai in the Gemara. Very easy to remember. Yunayin, Yanai, the Gemara Sanhedrin. So his name is Yunayin. Why is his name Yunayin? Because he is destined to be Miyanein, the people who are sleeping. So what does it mean to be Liyanein? So the, the Sefer the Aruch says that... One second. No, the Moisif Aruch says that Yunayin means to wake them up. Or the Pashtas is that it means to wake them up. Others want to say that Yenanein is a lotion of Nin V'nechad. That you, you can take people who are sleeping, Yeshenei Ofer, they're sleeping in the dirt, they're dead, and they're going to have descendants, they're going to have Nin V'nechad. They're going to have children. And that refers to the idea that after people are going to come back to life by Tchil they're going to get married and have children again, etc. Hopefully we'll talk about this idea when we speak about Tchil Samesim in, in Perak, I guess, what was it, Gimel and Metalad, but... That's the idea of Lianen Yishene Ofer. Um, we have a few more minutes. Yeah? Let's say it. Kishabo Avram Mehara Mayria. Okay, so now we're going back to the story of Yitzchak, or we're continuing right after the story of Akedis Yitzchak. Kishabo Avram Mehara Mayria, when Avram Avinu was coming back from Hara Mayria after Akedis Yitzchak, Chora Apoy Shel Samoel, or Chora Apoy Shel Satan. Right? The angel, as of Ramavino is coming back, so the Satan or Samuel, Sammy, got very angry. Because he saw that what he was trying to do in his heart to, to, to nullify or to eliminate the carbon of Avram, it didn't work. The Satan did everything. There's other Midrashim that speak about this by Rikos. The Satan tried to do everything that he can to make sure that Avram Avinu won't get a schus and won't be back with a carbon. Right? The Midrashim that say that he made a river and Avram Avinu crossed the river and he made a, a huge mountain and he, Avram Avinu crossed the huge mountain, whatever it was. Right? But uh, the Satan did everything he can to try to stop it and it didn't work. So he got very angry. 
Me'asa, so what did the Sultan do? Ha'ach v'amar l'sara. He went, he said to Sarah, to Sarah, Avram Avinu's wife, right, Yitzhak's mother, he says, Isara l'shamat ma'ashinasa ba'ilam. Is it possible that Sarah didn't hear what's happening in the world? You didn't hear the news? Amr'allah, you laugh. She said, no, I didn't hear. Well, what, what happened? What's in the news? Uh, I mean, the, the Medrash doesn't say this explicitly, but Mestama, the Satan might disguise like, as a person or something. Because otherwise, like, if she sees it's the Satan. I mean, I, I guess that's much better. Allah, she said to him, uh, he said to her, Allah, he said to her, Lokach Isheikh Hazakan, Hazakin, your old husband took Lanar Li the young lad Yitzhak, he brought him as an Ayla. Now, the Bayes of Godel says, you know, the Satan is not really lying straight out because Avraham Avinu did take Yitzhak to bring him as an Ayla. Now, you could say he, he brought him to bring him as an Ayla, but it didn't actually happen. Or you could say that he brought him to bring Yitzhak as an Ayla, and instead he brought the Ayla. But, what, but technically, what the Sultan said is not necessarily uh, straight out lie. Why, why the Sultan says, Your old husband, Ishei Chazakim, your old husband. Why is he saying your old husband? So the Radal says like this that if, if the Sultan would have said to, to Sarah, Oh, your husband, he was Makri of Yitzhak as a carbon. So she wouldn't have reacted the way that we're going to see she reacts. Why? Because she understood that if Avram Avinu was Makriv Yitzchak as a Korban, so it has to be that Hashem commanded him to do such a thing, because who would do such a crazy thing? It must be that Hashem commanded him to do it. So if Hashem commanded him to do it, oh, I'm so happy that, that we were able to be Mekayim this mitzvah of Hashem, and she would be happy. It would be the exact opposite reaction of what the Sultan wants her to be. So, so he Davka said, the Sultan Davka said to her that he's an old man. As, and, and the Medrash, in the, in the Medrash Tanchuma, the Psikta, the way it says it is that he's an old crazy man. He's an old man, he's crazy, he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he did the wildest thing. He took, he's like, he just like killed him, or he was mocking him, and, and trying to get Sora to get sad. If Sora would have realized that Avram Avinu was in the right frame of mind, she would have been happy because it's a mitzvah. But if, if you could somehow imply that, that Avram was crazy, or he wasn't doing it for a mitzvah, for, he was doing it stand because he had some shukas, so then you would be able to elicit a negative response from Sora. That's what the Sultan was doing. Interesting, because in general, the word Sadaqa is gaining, is connected to a To a, 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 a good thing, you but here, here you see like the contrast. That he, your, your husband is an old man, and in Yitzhak is a nah, he's a young. So like the old man, he took the young kid and he killed him. Like, like you, you, there you see like a, an immediate contrast. Okay, so what happened? Miyad. What? Oh, I'm sorry. And the, and the lad was crying and calling out. Baycha and Miyalal are two different types of crying, and he wasn't able to be saved. Miyad, Tizchilo, Baycha. I don't know. I hear your question. I don't know. Miyad, Tizchilo, Baycha, Miyalalas. Immediately, Sora began to cry and to be Miyalalas, which is, let's call, it, let's call it crying and wailing. She cried three cries uh, corresponding to the three tkiyas. And she wailed three wailings 
corresponding to the three Yevavas. And her soul flew out of her and she died. So the Radal says that you, you, can, you, can say, you can say this Pshat and we'll hopefully we'll, I hope I want to get to this. We'll see a few other Pshatim in this. But the, the Pasha Pshat the Radal says is that women are Nashim Dathan Kalas and they can't take that emotional shock to their system as strongly as a, as a man could and therefore she wasn't able to, with, to hold herself back and she cried so much that she ended up dying from it. And of course all the Mufarshim speak out that obviously this was all part of the <coughs> all part of the Xerah. It wasn't the time the Sultan was able to do things that Hashem didn't want it to happen. This was all part of said, the Nisayan, part of the Xerah, depending on if you want to count this as a separate Nisayan or not. It's actually, it's not, this wasn't Stam, something that happened to have happened. Okay, so we said that she cried three cryings, connected the three Tkiyas, and three wails, connected the three Yavavas. Uh, we know the Halacha is in Hilchas. <coughs> The halacha is in Hilchas Tkiyas Shefer on Rosh Hashanah, and we know that the idea of blowing the Shefer on Rosh Hashanah is to be Ma'ur the Schus of Akedas Yitzchak. That's the Gemara Hashanah Daf Tazayin And so we know the halacha is that Midaraisa, all you need is three what we call truas, yeah, three truas in quotations. Three truas is what you need Midaraisa to be Makayim in the midst of Tkiyas Shefer. And the Gemara says that before each trua, you need a tkia before it and a tkia after it. So all you need technically is tkia shrotkia, tkia shrotkia, tkia shrotkia. Now the problem is, the Gemara says, we don't know what the quote unquote trua means. Is quote unquote trua what we call a trua, which let's call it um, nine sounds, or is what, what a trua, is what quote unquote trua is, is what we call a shvarim, which is three sounds. Or is a, is a real trua what we call a, a shvarim trua, which is three sounds and nine sounds together? We don't know. We don't know which one is the real trua. So therefore, we do, you know, tkiyah shvarim trua. Tkiyah shvarim. We 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 do three. We do all all three options. We do tkiyah shvarim. Well, we do tkiyah trua tkiyah three times according to the three types of truas. Yeah, that's more or less the the the, the framework of Hilchos of Hilchos Shaifer. Now, what's the manager exactly saying over here? That there were three bechias connected, three tkias. So the way the Marzu explains it is that there's there's three times in davening in Musaf where we blow Shaifer during Malchias, Zechariah, and Shaifers in the three sections of the of the Musaf Shmonesi and Rosh so since there's three and three, so she cried and she wailed three times. So we have three tkiyas and three truas. There's other ways to make the cheshbon also, but that's more or less the mahalach that the marzu goes with, and I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll stay with that mahalach more or less. But there's another idea that goes like this: we say this is a this is a famous idea because it's like brought down in like in the article machzer. Let's say that the hundred, we have a minute that we do a hundred kailas. We, we blow Shefer a hundred times in Rosh Hashanah. Why a hundred? Where does the number a hundred come from? So there's a, a source that says that we do a hundred times Kineged, the hundred times, the hundred cryings of of uh, Imei the Sisra. Sisra was the general in the time of Dvara and Barak. 
in the Shevchen Chaktal Tarkei, and Sisra was defeated, and his mother thought that, you know, he, he's going to for sure win, and when she saw that he didn't win, so she cried a hundred crimes. Right? So the question is, why do we do Tkia Shefer a hundred times, connected the hundred crimes of the mother of Sisra? What do we have to do with the mother of Sisra? This is a famous question. There's all kinds of vartlach for Rosh Hashanah that have to do with answering why we do a hundred times connected the hundred crimes of the mother of Sisra. That, that's famous right? What What's not so famous is that Menachem Kasher, the, the, the author of Teresh Lema, he writes in a whole bunch of his svarim, he writes that maybe it's a mistake in, the, in, that, in, that, in those sources. Really, it's not supposed to be Imei de Sisra, but it's supposed to say Imei no Sar. That's what he wants to say. And it's really, it's connected to the hundred cryings of Sarah by Yekedes Yitzchak. One of the things he, he mentions is that one of the reasons why he doesn't like this chat is because there's a source called Hagayis Chadashim on the smack that the smack brings them both. That we, we blow shit for a hundred times connected the mother of Sisra and a hundred times connected Sarah Yemenu. So that source itself says that Sarah Yemenu cried a hundred times. Now, he also brings down another message. Medrash Chemzas Yamim which is a medrash from uh, Temani, a Temani medrash, that says in Parshas Emar, when it's talking about blowing shofar, so over there it says, Omer Rabbi Seinuzal, Mem Kol, Keneged Mem Kol, Shetzabcha Sora Bishor Shenekad Yitzchak, Uparach HaNishmasa. We blow 40 kailas, 40 times we blow shofar, Keneged the 40 kailas that Sarah Yimenu cried out at the time of Akhidus Yitzchak, and her Neshama went out and she died. That's what it says in the Medrash Chavda Semen. Now, the way Rabbi Menachem Kasher, when he brings it down, he says 90 instead of 40, he says 90. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know what, how the Ksaviyad looks, but this is supposed to be printed from the Ksaviyad. This, this was printed only after Rabbi Menachem Kasher wrote what he wrote. Uh, he, he wrote it based on the Ksaviyad, but this Sefer is supposed to be based on the same Ksaviyad. It says 40, it doesn't say 90. But, Anyway, the question is why does it say 40 or 90? It's supposed to say 100. So I, I think that the mem is supposed it really stands for the word mea. Mea kul, can I get mea kul? Not sadik. Yeah, we've said such a thing before that I found a, I found a big mistake in Seder Duris where it says, it says mem, the earlier prints it says mem, and then later prints it says mea, but it's not really supposed to be. When it's talking about what age was Kayan when he was killed, so in one place it says, in earlier prints it says he was mea shana. And then, and, and it's quoting a Medrash Tanchuma, which really says that he was 100 years old. But, but it didn't say Med, it just said Mem with a line. And then a later prince, someone decided, oh, it means 40. So they wrote out 40. But it doesn't mean 40, it means it's supposed to say 100. Okay, I'll compare that's, that, that's the, the idea that the, the, cry, the, the shofar that we do on Rosh Hashanah is connected to the crying of sorrow. Let's just finish off. Mamish, like two more, two three more lines. Bo Avram Avinu Mitzrayah Shemesa. Avram Avinu came and she saw that she. Okay, whatever. There's really a little bit more to talk about over here, but. Um, yeah. What? Yivavos. Sobbing. Sobbing. Yeah. Bo Avram Avinu Mitzrayah Shemesa. Avram Avinu came and he saw that she was dead. Shenema Vayava Avram the spirit of sorrow for the kaisa. Avram Avinu came. To give a hesper, to eulogize Sarah, <coughs> and to cry for her. Mehechan Baal, where was he coming from? Maybe he came, where did he come from? Meharamariah. He came from Harahamariah. 
Uh, this is Havodah. Oh, fine. Avraham Avinu came from Mar Maria. Now, if we look at Yeah, maybe it's like to get Avraham Avinu depressed or something. Yes, to get Avraham Avinu to to stop him in the middle of the job. Like, look, uh, you know, maybe send some you know message or whatever. Like, oh, look, your your wife just died. You have to, you have to go back. Are uh, you saying in the middle? You saying maybe that this no. happened in the middle? It could be. I don't know. I think I remember hearing about how if Avraham had come back and said something like. Oh, you know, look at this, this caused Sarah to die, wish this hadn't have happened, then that would have undone the whole schos for what had happened during Akedas Yitzchak, and it, it would have been like like the Satan had stopped Avraham from doing it. Like the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva brings a concept called Toyal Arishonis. It's just like Charata could erase, if a person has regret for an Avera that he did, it could erase the Avera, so too if a person regrets a mitzvah that he did, it could erase the mitzvah. So that, that, that's that idea. But we'll, we'll, we'll finish off with, with this discussion over here. And I guess next week we'll have to, we'll have to sort of see the continuation. But they have a Malava Malka. No one's even there. They're playing the music. Yeah, they're calling people. Officially, they're supposed to wash 15 minutes ago. There's no, one, no one showed up yet, for the record. Yeah. It says in the Apostle, Despite the son of the Avram came to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her. So Rashi says, in the beginning of Parsha's Chayisara, Rashi says, Nisbucha misa Sarah lakedes Yitzchak. The Parsha of the death of Sarah is written next to Akedes Yitzchak, which is the end of Parsha's Vayera. Why? Levisha yidei besuras hakeido shinizdamen binah l'shchito because because of the news because through the news of the Akeda. And she heard that her son was about to be shechted. And he was almost not shechted. Her soul flew away from her and she died. So Rashi says, why she died? Because she heard that Yitzhak was almost not, not, almost not slaughtered. That means that Yitzhak was slaughtered? But it's not true. Yitzhak wasn't slaughtered. Why is Rashi said Kemat Shaloi Nishchita? Kemat Shaloi Nishchat. Rashi should have said Kemat Shanishchat. We're looking at Rashi and Chumash. You don't have it in front of you. But here, if you want to look at it. Can you get them to turn it off? There's no one here. Alright, the Gabbai's here. So ask him to turn it off. It's not anyone comes. No? No. I don't know. Is that a chutzpah? So, so why does Rashi say Kemat Shaloi Nishchat? That Yitzhak was almost not shechted. Rashi should have said Yitzhak almost was shechted, but he wasn't. Why does he, he almost was not shechted, but really he was. Not true. So some of the want to say that, no, really it's a mistake. Rashi it's a mistake. The word loy is extra. Really, Rashi meant to write Kemat Shinishchat. He was almost shechted, but he wasn't. That's what some of Farshim said. But Umayyad other Farshim said not like that. 
what, what, so what, what, what exactly happened over here? So the Marai, the Shumas Adeshen, what's the name of Yisrael Israelin, the Biore Marai on Chomish, the author of the Shumas Adeshen, so he asks this Kasha, and he explains that Kemat Shalai Nishchat means that Kemat almost means that the person who is telling Sora the story almost got to the part where he was going to say that Yitzhak wasn't shechted and then she died. Hence the Satan won. Right. Kemat Shalai means Kemat got to the part of the story where he was about to say Shalai Nishchat and then she died. That's what the Biore Marai says. And other other mafarshim and chumash speak barichas about the rayas and diktukim that prove this idea. Imre Shefer, which is from Rav Nosson Shapiro, the grandfather of the Megala Mukais, and Rav Yisrael Mibruna, who is the Talmud of the Mar, of the Marai, they both speak about this barichos. The other pshat, the Maral says in Gurarye, he says that what happened was that kemat shelo nishchat means that. The, the, what, what, what caused her to die was when she realized that her son was so close to death that Kemat, some, a little bit, caused him to not die. He was about to die, but only if Kemat saved him that he was Shalem Yishchat. So because she realized that her son was in such great danger and it was so scary for her, that's what caused her to die. Even though she knew that he didn't die. But, but she knew that he was in a situation like that and it was too much for her to handle. She was confused and she died. And the Taz in Divrei David, in his Pirish and Chumash Divrei David, he also goes with this Mahalach of the Maral, more or less. That, that's what made her die. The, the last, the last Nukud is the Sefer Yashar. The Sefer Yashar is, I have it, I brought it with me actually. Oh, here, the Sefer Yashar, I'm not going to read it out now. But the, basically the Sefer Yashar brings down the same thing as the Piggy Devil, the same magic that the Sultan came and tried to confuse Sarah, tell her that Yitzhak was killed or whatever. And then, it, the way Sefer Yashar says it, was that, that Sarah went around and she was trying to find Yitzhak, and she was in different places and she couldn't find him, whatever. And she was, gonna, she was about to give up, and then the Sultan came back to Sarah and said, Ha ha, I tricked you, now Yitzhak's not really dead, he's alive, everything is beseder, it was just a trick. And then, she was so happy that Yitzhak wasn't killed, that, that, that she died of the happiness. The happiness was too much for her to handle. That's the Sefer Yosha says. Okay, let's do a few more lines. Because this is Mamish, a continuation. Rabbi Yaisi says, For three years, Yitzhak Avinu was mourning over his mother's loss, over his mother's death. How do we know three years? Marzu makes the obvious cheshman because we know that Yitzchak was 37 years old when when a kiss Yitzchak happened, and he was 40 years old. That's explicit in the pesukim. He was 40 years old when he married Rivka. So after three years old, after th- I'm sorry, after three years of mourning, so he married his wife Rivka, and then he forgot about mourning over his mother. Rabbi Yomi Izmir asks the kasha over here in Veloy Eid Ella. He says, "What do you mean?" He mourned for her for three years. The halacha is you only mourn for one year. How can you do more than the halacha? It's usher. It's usher to mourn more than more than than chazal would the morning because otherwise things would get out of hand. So what's this three years? See, this is the whole point that the three years are connected the three cryings of sorrow that we mentioned before. The, the three years and Yitzchak was mourning for three years doesn't mean literally that he was in a veil for three years. But it means that he was spent three years trying to sort of clear Sarah's record and trying to tell people that no, it's not that she died because 
she was upset or that she wasn't into the mitzvah. No, she died you know, for other reasons. She died because, because she, she took it too seriously or whatever. But not that she was upset and that she would have been against the Kedah Sislak. No, she was really a tzaddikah. She spent three years trying to clear her record. Mikanat, the law made from here, you learn, until a man gets married, his love goes after his parents. He loves his parents the most. But when he gets married, then his love goes after his wife. Because it's Shenemar, it says in the Pasuk, in the Pasuk in Pashas Barashas, Therefore, a man shall forsake his father and his mother, and he shall cling to his wife. So that tells you that, that sort of that relationship that a person had with his father and his mother before he's married, so you lose that, and then you cling to your wife, and then that's, that's the relationship that a person has after he's married with his wife. And then the, the marriage asks it like this, What shaykhahs does a person have to his parents, when he, let's say before he's married? The shaykhahs is, is a mitzvah kibbut aver. But does that mean that Yazayev, you should forsake them? Does that mean you should, that you don't have a missile keep it anymore? No, of course not. Rather, rather, it means Rather, it means the Ava, the love that you have for your parents, that transfers to the person's wife. Why? And you'll cling to your wife. And the Radal explains the, the Pshad is because when a person gets married, so then his wife is like him. And a person's love for himself is always greater than his love for other people, even if those other people are his parents. So therefore, the love that a person has for his wife is going to be like uh, greater than the love he had for his parents. And that's, that's what it means. Okay. We'll stop. Any questions? Alright, so we'll stop over here.